Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. Roger Marsh here. Everyone, Wednesday edition of the Bottom Line. And, you know, this is one of those days where I think we kind of needed everyone Wednesday, right? I mean, it, with the rainy weather, it's been so inclement and states of emergency being declared. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's tough. And it's interesting because, you know, when the weather does do what it's going to do, um, oftentimes it really, I, I, I don't want to minimize the damage. I mean, of course, you see the video. I'm looking at a video now from ABC7 of all the different storm drains overflowing and, you know, people getting stuck. And it's nice to see uh, folks stepping out and, you know, helping each other and doing what they can. I think this is part of what the body of Christ is all about. But also understanding, too, that part of the reason why, having had a kid, a couple of kids who've moved from California to Texas that have lived in different parts of the country now, one who lived in Florida for a while, um, when you hear their stories of what it's like to live in other parts of the country, um, it's it's interesting that, uh, that it's just always, I don't want to say it's relative, <clears throat> but it's amazing to me the number of folks who get into worse situations, not so much because the weather is that horrible, but because of two things. First and foremost, because people keep telling you it's horrible, number one. And number two, because um, your experience isn't all that great. Dear friend of mine from years ago, Dave Spiker, wonderful man. Uh, Dave is the voice on uh, Greg Laurie's program. He used to be the voice on Chuck Smidall's Insight for Living. Dave has been a legendary voiceover guy in the Christian media world for uh, nearly 50 years. And it's weird to be of an age where we can say that and actually mean it. <laughs> you know, I'll say 45. Anyway, uh, I remember years ago there was a huge storm in Atlanta, I believe it was. Uh, well, just in Georgia in general, but Atlanta in particular. And we, um, the snow had hit, and, you know, we heard stories of kids being trapped in schools and, you know, buses stranded on roads. It was really awful just to hear what was going on. Dave had lived in Inland Empire for a number of years, and then he moved to uh, uh, northeast, Pacific Northwest, rather, Washington State. And then he moved to, I want to say it was like Custer, Georgia, some small town in Georgia, where he did his voice work from, you know, wherever he was based. And so we, the, the following week after all this went down, we were in Nashville at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And uh, we were talking, and he was, you know, hey, congratulations, I think the bottom line show had just started. And then we were having lunch, and we were talking, and uh, finally I said, man, that was really brutal. You guys had that weather, you know, that front, and it's just, just awful. I mean, the snow sounds like it was just piled up. What was it like? And he said, well, it was about an inch. And I said, wait, it was an inch of snow? And yeah, I said, and that brought traffic to a standstill? And he said, uh, yeah, yeah, it did. I said, well, what about the schools and the children and this, that, and the other thing? And he said, well, you know, in all honesty, um, there were a lot of the bus drivers and things like that who had never actually driven in snow. And so when they saw the snow on the ground, they panicked and turned around and went back to their schools that they picked the kids up at. And they told the parents there was no way they could come pick them up that night, and everybody had to spend the night at the school. I said, yeah, but they didn't. He says, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it was it was the most interesting thing. Now, this is not to minimize what happened in Georgia at that time um, or to minimize anything that's happening, you know, where we are, obviously. But understanding, of course, that when things are happening in our world, we have to take into consideration, you know, the analysis, balance, and clarity, which leads to discernment, ed uh, edification, and fruitfulness. And as Christians, it really is in our best interest, and I think in the best interest of our witness to the Lord, that we tell the truth in love, that we see things for the way they are, that we actually, you know, process life that way. And so if, if a situation is dire, 
we should be able to speak to it and then I think take action if if we're led in that direction you know there's you know, there's a homeless census going on right now and you know a lot of Christians I know are involved in that and trying to uh, you know count the number of folks who are you know in need of help so then we can you know be of help be of assistance that's that's right out of the gospel but then it, we also have a responsibility too to take a look at what happens in the world and 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 see it for what it is and understand how much of this is perception and how much of this is reality and and the perception part you'll discover plays a huge role in what reality is for certain people and i I just i share that just as a caveat to say hey you know what i think it would be wise for us as believers Sometimes, I, and I say this as someone who could be very literal, very analytical, you know, this is the fact, this, this, this that, and the other thing, and, 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 and I, I want to make sure that I'm not, you know, kind of overwhelming people with statistics. But please bear in mind that the crisis that some per- person is facing may not actually be a crisis in real terms, but it could be a crisis in their reality. And as we consider what we're going to discuss today here on the bottom line show we're going to talk about some harsh realities um greg harris is going to join us from through the bible monthly update about what's happening in the world where they are bringing the gospel to literally taking the whole word to the whole world um an author by the name of james Harmon is going to join me to talk about um some things that are in the book of daniel some prophecies that he has discovered that are often overlooked and when you put them in perspective of where we are right now this is not to sound the alarm saying you know danger danger you know that all is lost and and here comes the the second coming but to rather help us be more prepared better prepared for the um the the coming of the lord's return and you know the wrath of god and everything like that we just want to be sober-minded and clear thinking um, and, and one reality that we can be very, very aware of, too, is the fact that a lot of people are looking at life from the standpoint now of, well, this life is all there is, and as a result of it being all there is, this is how I'm going to process my life. It literally comes down to uh, a judgment call made in a moment of anger or rage or lust or passion or whatever it is. Do you remember back in May of 2021? There was a road rage incident that happened not too far from the Bottom Line Show studios at KBRT. Um, a Costa Mesa man was driving on the 55 freeway, and again, as lifelong Southern Californian, um, <laughs> I always I talk to people from all over the country, and I will refer to freeways as the 55, the 405, the 210. Uh, I think we're the only ones who do that. But literally, in ABC's record of this, they say, uh, the trial of a Costa Mesa man accused of killing a six-year-old boy in a road rage incident on the 55 freeway in May of 2021 uh, is getting closer to getting started. If you didn't hear about this case, Aiden Leos was riding in a car. His mom was driving him to kindergarten. He was sitting in a booster seat when a man called Marcus Anthony Eris and his girlfriend, Wynn Lee, uh, were driving along in the way. Lee was allegedly driving the car when uh, what, what happened was there was just a road rage incident and uh, Marcus Anthony Arise had a gun and he wound up shooting into the car where Aiden Leos was riding. Um, it, it's, it's tragic to think that a little boy on his way to kindergarten 
was hit with gunfire because boyfriend of woman who was driving car was angry at a woman who turned out to be Aiden's uh, mom. Shot in the car. I mean, it, it's just, it's mind but You know, it's, it's interesting. Lisa and I have a phrase that we use when we're, when we're dealing with someone who's dealing with kind of uncontrollable rage. And usually it's something we see on the road. You know, someone's riding too close to the back or, of your car. Or they get a little too close on the side. Or maybe they whip around you and they cut you off. And, and it's hard. You're driving this how many thousand pound vehicle with all this horsepower under the hood. And, uh, you know, people are making decisions. And, of course, the roadway is static, but the cars are moving. And you realize something really horrible could happen. And we, <laughs> I, I think she picked this phrase up for me. I just say, it's not that deep. I mean, come on. I mean, th- this issue that we're dealing with here, you're in a hurry to get somewhere. Good for you for wanting to be somewhere where you want to be. I like to drive like that. I love everywhere I drive. I mean, really, I can't think of any place that I have to go to during the course of the week where I get in the car. I know we hear a lot of bottom line listeners calling and say, hey, I listen on the way home from work or in some cases the way to work. And I love, I mean, this kind of makes my drive a little bit easier. But I, I love, you know, going to church, going to work, going where I love the place to go to the store. I mean, I I really enjoy the places I drive to. And it's amazing how many people don't or, or they're in a hurry or they're just really angry or just kind of, what's the expression, butthurt over something else and they take it out on people in the car. But when you think about what this man did, he was frustrated because apparently they felt, he and his girlfriend felt, that Aiden Leo's mom was driving erratically or maybe cut them off. And I don't know, it was early in the morning, they're getting ready to go to school, so maybe they've been up all night. We don't know. I mean, we'll, I guess we'll find out. Uh, the uh, uh, Judge Richard King and some Orange County prosecutors, along with uh, um, Reese's defense attorneys, have been narrowing down the uh, jury pool. If you can imagine what it must be like to try to find 12 people plus, what is it, uh, three alternates to sit there and say, I'm going to be objective about a case like this. Um, apparently the state of California says they have a lot of law enforcement. They've got civilian witnesses who are going to testify, uh, on behalf of, you know, what took place and the fact that this crime was committed against, uh, their grandson. It's just horrible. And, and, and I, I pray for everybody involved. I mean, I, I think about this guy, Marcus, uh, Anthony Arese, he's 26 years old. And this is a guy who basically is facing life in prison because he got upset over some road rage incident and wound up making a snap decision that will ultimately, ultimately can alter his life. I mean, it already has because of the accusations. And now it's amazing. Um, Lord, we just lift up situations like this and we pray that you would uh, be gracious and merciful to all involved. Uh, we know that your mercy uh, also comes with justice. And we pray that justice would be served in the case of Aiden Leos and uh, Mark Anthony Arise. And just, Father, bring your mercy. We know ultimately that Aiden's with you, and we pray that Marcos would hear the good news of the gospel wherever he winds up spending the next several years, um, and that he would turn his heart to you as well. And, Father, we ask all these things in the precious and powerful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and all God's people said, Amen. Okay. Is it possible... In our study of the Old Testament, looking for the New Testament, that maybe, just maybe, we might have missed something in the book of Daniel that could hold the final key to the second coming of Christ. 
On the other side of this break, Daniel Harmon, or excuse me, James Harmon, is going to join me to talk about this. He's written a book about this brand new decree. It's called The Final Countdown, Daniel's Final Decree That Everyone Missed. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And because it's Everyone Wednesday, we've got a copy of the book that we're giving away. In addition to copies, we've got a, three more copies of Michael Youssef's book, How to Read the Bible Like Your Life Depends on It. And some David Jeremiah devotionals and more. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. James Harmon joins me next as the bottom line continues. For more than 50 years, Dennis Wilson has been offering better alternatives to what the market offers when it comes to investments like certificates of deposit and real estate investment trust. Dennis's 3D account pays even better than market interest rate. Here's Dennis to explain. So what is a 3D account and how does it work? A 3D account is a real estate-backed investment without Wall Street risk. It pays an amazing interest of 7% for the next three years. At the end of three years, you can take your money out so you can see it's definitely not a REIT, or you can reinvest it at 7% in a new program. Go ahead and call today and ask about the 7% account. And then while you're on the phone and ask about our accounts that face even higher amounts for funds over 250,000. Learn more about Dennis Wilson's 3D Money account, the better alternative to the Real Estate Investment Trust. Call 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial, simply better alternatives. Well, special guest joining us today here on The Bottom Line to talk about a topic of controversy uh, for many people, and that is, are we doing something unbiblical to try to figure out the date of God's second coming? Now, again, no one would ever want to go against Scripture and the tenets of Scripture, but is it possible that we can have a better understanding of when the second coming is going to be? And where in the Bible would we find that? Well, joining me today here on the Bottom Line Show is uh, an author who has uh, taken uh, many, many years to actually uh, do his due diligence in this area. Jim Harmon has been a Christian for over 40 years, and back in 1989, he launched a ministry called Prophecy Countdown to help prepare the church for the return of, uh, well, the bride waiting for her bridegroom. His most recent book is called The Final Countdown, Daniel's Final Decree, Everyone Missed. And we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. James Harmon, welcome to The Bottom Line Show today. It's good to be here. Thank you so much. Now, Jim Harmon is a man after my own heart because many of you know, if you listen to The Bottom Line Show, before I got into broadcast ministry, I was in my third year of an accounting degree at Cal State Fullerton. And uh, Jim, I got to advanced accounting and realized I'm not an accountant and God had some <laughs> other plan for me, but you are an accountant. Talk about your background and how God led one kind of line of work into the ministry that you're in right now. Yeah, I, I'm a, actually a CPA. Uh, I started out just, you know, in public accounting, and I didn't like that so much. So I went into private accounting, then got involved in, uh, really, I was like the CEO, uh, I mean, CFO of a lot of major uh, companies around the, the world and around the country. And, uh, but the Lord put it on my heart back in 1989, uh, when Edgar Wisnot came along and he said, you know, 88 reasons why the rapture is going to be in 1988. Mm -hmm. And at, at the time, I just thought, well, no, we're not supposed to know it, the day or hour or anything like that. Right, right. But I read his books and that's what got me interested in prophecy. So ever since then, my wife and I got, uh, we started a ministry prophecy countdown, uh, just writing uh, newsletters and uh, as the, you know, the Lord led us to help prepare the, the church, because we now that I, 
the Lord showed me that we really need to know and we need to be looking and and, and watching. And uh, so that's 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 basically how Prophecy Countdown began. And I started writing books when I retired about 10 years ago. I, I started writing books on Revelation. It took me about three years. And then I did the Song of Solomon it took me about a year. And then I did the uh, book of Daniel. And that, that took another couple years. And so I, that's my passion is to read uh, the, the Bible and, and commentaries and really try to figure out what uh, God is saying to us in these closing days of uh, before he returns. Is and, it e well, is it Jim, is it easier for you to discern when it comes to prophecy versus, say, Song of Solomon, where you're wondering why her teeth are as white as a flock of goats or, you know, some of the stuff that's that's well, in there, the poetry of Song of Solomon? Is, yeah, it's a little strange, isn't it? Yeah, the Song of Solomon, that was an interesting book because I it I took me about a year to figure that one out because mm -hmm. the traditional view on that is that there's just two parties involved. Mm -hmm. uh, right. But the Lord showed me that there's actually three and uh, the, 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 uh, the, you know, I really hadn't read that book. I hadn't done that book for quite a while, but yet these three parties and that's where it's, it's really a, it's a prophecy actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, three, you know, so it's, it's an interesting book. Uh, people might want to, it's in all our books, by the way, are uh, available free on our website and they can, Excellent. you know, download that book and, and read it. But, uh, yeah, then Daniel is the one that really got me interested because we know that uh, Daniel's words are closed and sealed until the time of the end. And I wrote the book on Daniel back in 2018. And uh, that's been our most popular book because uh, people are interested in it. And yeah. in in that book, I take a little bit different take. No, normally, people look at the the uh, the front cover and they see the statue of the four different kingdoms. And they think those four kingdoms are the same as the four beasts in, in chapter seven. But the Lord showed me and and I, he's as the book has been unsealed, more and more people are seeing that they're not the same. The, the ones in Daniel two, the, the four uh, kingdoms are not the same as the four uh, beasts in Daniel uh, seven. And that's when you see that and, and you understand that you get excited because you, you find out where we are in, in time. Mm. The uh, well, yeah, the first beast uh, was the lion, which we all know is is England. Mm -hmm. And the second beast is the bear, which we know is Russia. Russia yeah. But the third beast is a, is a leopard and it has four wings on its back. So you have to really do some discernment. But uh, when you look at it, you, you'll determine that uh, the Sphinx is really a, a picture of the, the leopard that's, that it talks about there. So if you look at a map and you'll see Egypt as the head and the four nations around it, Syria, Iraq and Jordan and Saudi Arabia, there's like actually uh, five nations involved in this third beast that's about ready to rise. And this is where it gets exciting because of what we see going on right now, because uh, when Biden took office, one of the first things that he did, he stopped our oil production. Trump had us so we were on top of the world in terms right. of we had enough oil to supply everyone. The first thing Biden did, he stopped it. And w by doing that, I think he's made the... Uh, the atmosphere where the third beast can now rise 
And if if you remember back in, I don't know your age, but back in 1973, mm-hmm. there was the uh, long uh, lines to get gas and everything mm-hmm. <laughs> back in Jimmy Carter's days. And, sure. uh, and there was oil was used as a weapon back then uh, mm-hmm. in 73. And I believe what could be getting ready to happen right now is the uh, third beast is the next beast that in Daniel uh, 7 that's going to arise. And uh, I think right now we're in a situation where, where, where we're not like we were with Trump and Saudi Arabia and uh, Egypt and those five nations could actually join together. And, and, and Daniel says dominion is given to them. And that means that they're going to mm-hmm. have control. Mm-hmm. And if this third beast is truly going to happen, and if my book, The Final Countdown, is true, I think we're going to be seeing that sometime in the next probably six to nine months where the actual third beast rises. Now, once the third beast rises, <laughs> that's going to be the impetus for the fourth beast. Mm-hmm. And the fourth beast then is going to be uh, and I believe, and, and I go over that in, in my, in my uh, well, actually both books on Daniel, where it's, I believe it's going to be the United States is going to be the, uh, the leader. And then there's going to be 10 nations joining in, uh, probably from the European area to be the, the final beast. So, <laughs> and, well, we're both chuckling here. A lot of people are letting that sink in for just a second. We 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 we've gotten to know Richard Pearson over the years, and uh, uh, the fact that he talks uh, very candidly about uh, the United States' role in in the fulfillment of end times prophecy. It, it's not every day you hear United States and Beast show yeah. up in the same sentence, James Harmon. But at what you write about in the final countdown, Daniel, Daniel's final decree, everyone missed, which is up at the bottom line show.com. Uh, we not only play a, a a role in the end times, but we play a pivotal role that has that attachment to it. And yeah, when I when I did my book on Daniel d- back in 2018, I found there's a book uh, in the Apocrypha, Second uh, Ezra uh, chapter 12, and in that uh, book it actually shows where Ezra was shown that the fourth beast is the eagle that was written about mm. by he says by his brother Daniel, <laughs> and that's what Daniel that's what Ezra wrote. And so I believe that he really, and, and, and the uh, interesting about the Apocrypha is that that was part of the King James Bible back in 1611. Mm-hmm. And when uh, they did the revised version back in 1855, I believe they actually took the Apocrypha out. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah. That they don't want us to, to know about that. But mm-hmm. it's interesting that uh, Ezra does, and, and, and I only, in my book of Daniel, I not only show that Ezra talked about it, but I show Revelation 17, how we're Mystery Babylon, similar to Richard uh, Pearson's, uh, you know, what is it, USA, Prophecy USA? Prophecy USA, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I that's where he and I are right right along. We, we believe we're, we're uh, you know, and that's what Daniel calls them is the beast. Hmm. And, uh, and that's where the, the Antichrist is probably going to arise from and... Uh, that's you know that's the exciting part because that shows us where we are in times. 
Mm. And I'm so glad you used that word exciting to describe that, James Harmon, because a I know a lot of people spend so much time trying to run or avoid or keep that from happening rather than saying, hey, Maranatha, guys, let's come, Lord Jesus, let's put this into motion. We're going to take a quick break here and then continue with more on the other side of this break. James Harmon is my guest. He's the author of the book, The Final Countdown, Daniel's Final Decree, Everyone Missed. We'll get into what that decree entails on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Fascinating conversation with author James Harmon today here on the program. We're talking about his powerful book uh, that if you do the math in the way that James is calculating these prophecies from the, uh, uh, the, from the Old Testament even to today, uh, we could be looking for um, the Lord's return a lot sooner uh, than many of us thought we could. Uh, the book is called The Final Countdown. Daniel's final decree everyone missed. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. This is a sequel to his best-selling book called Daniel's Prophecies Unsealed, and it dwells, it kind of builds on the work of Dr. Christian Widener uh, that basically says, hey, look, here's the deal. Um, you know, <laughs> he makes the case for uh, the pre-trib rapture, and it, it's, I, I think it's very interesting and certainly worth your time. 800-227-5278, uh, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We do have a copy of this book that we're giving away today. We also have uh, three copies of Dr. Michael Youssef's book, How to Read the Bible Like Your Life Depends on It. And boy, I'll tell you, I mean, the, the whole purpose for James Harmon's book is the fact that Dr. Christian Widener was doing some study on Daniel and said, wow, I don't know how we missed this. It's been hiding in plain sight about prophecies and dates and times and things of that nature. If you have felt any kind of anxiety about, wow, I think the Lord's return is coming sooner, which should get us all excited. Um, you know, not that anyone knows the day or the hour, but there are certain landmarks that we can predict. And Jesus even said, you know, you see the fig tree changing or you see the, the sun setting, this, that, and yet you could, you could detect those signs of the times. When it comes to the end times, we should be uh, eyes wide open, waiting for the Lord's return. James Harmon's book on Daniel and his prophecies is up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's called The Final Countdown, Daniel's Final Decree Everyone Missed. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. More of our conversation with James Harmon in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Bottom Line Show listeners have been so supportive of Preborn, and I appreciate you, and I know that Preborn does as well. Preborn is the Pregnancy Resource Center that offers women uh, options and offers women the truth when it comes to an unexpected or unplanned pregnancy. Now, if you were expecting pregnancy and you want to get a free ultrasound, you can go to a preborn clinic as well. It's very easy to do. And every time we donate $28 to the cause, that provides one free ultrasound appointment for someone who may or may not have the means to handle this. Now, Terry in Cathedral City recently called in a $1,000 donation. Thank you so much, Terry, for, uh, for giving us that call, especially out of the Coachella Valley. Also, Dennis in Los Angeles called in a $28 donation. Thank you, Dennis, for that $28. And also, I want to say thanks to Diane in San Diego, a $500 donation. Every $28 you provide means one more ultrasound visit for a woman who might be deciding between whether or not to keep the pregnancy or to keep the child. We are pro-child. 85% of the women who go to preborn and see the ultrasound choose life for their preborn child. And you can give a tax-deductible donation online today to support that cause. Go to kbrightradio.com and look for the preborn banner. Click the banner and make your best donation today. 
James Harmon is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We had kind of a, a primer if in the opening uh, conversation uh, talking about Daniel. Uh, Jim and his wife, Cindy, have begun the ministry prophecy countdown uh, back in the late 1980s. And uh, from his work as a CPA to uh, doing the due diligence now in Bible prophecy and the follow-up to his book on Daniel that came out about five, six years ago, uh, this new one is called The Final Countdown. Daniel's final decree that everyone missed, and we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, let's get right to it. What exactly, I mean, we, we know that Scripture tells us no one knows the day or the hour, and yet it it appears, Jim Harmon, that you have been able to at least say, well, we can, uh, we can look at the timing of it anyway, if we don't have the exact day and hour, but we could look at the timing and where we are in history. T talk about what you mean by that. <clears throat> Well, yeah, let me get into that a little bit in terms of uh, this This last book, The Final Countdown, uh, goes into that. And I really, after I, I in 2022, I wrote a book called The The Open Door. And uh, I, I didn't write it, but um, a good friend of mine, Lynn Mize, wrote it in, back in 2011. And he went to be with the Lord. Mm. And I contacted his family and asked them uh, about republishing it because it's a fantastic book. Yeah, and so I, I I was you know published that in 2022, and I at the time I said, well, I'm not gonna I don't plan to write any more books anymore after this. Mm -hmm. But the week that that book, The Open Door, came out, Dr. Christian Widener came out with a book on on Daniel, and I immediately contacted him because what he has come across is com completely amazing. Uh, so. Mm -hmm about the timing and everything this is not something that Jim Harmon came up with this is something <laughs> right that, no this is something that Dr. Christian Widener came up with hmm. Dr. Christian Widener he went over to Israel back in uh I guess the late well 2020 and around there and he he wrote a book called uh the temple revealed and what, what when he was doing his research he came up with actually where the temple should be on the on the temple mount I don't know if I'm allowed to show this on the sure. screen here. Well, for our, if you're if you're listening on uh, terrestrial radio, uh, we're also doing video and the video is going to be up at myhopenow.com. So go ahead and, and, and use the visuals and this will, if you want to get the enhanced experience as a bottom line listener, go to myhopenow.com once this video is posted. Okay, Jim, go ahead. So yeah, what Dr. Christian Widener came up with is actually where the temple, if it were to be rebuilt now, would be. And he, he discovered that the temple could be rebuilt right on the uh, on the uh, Temple Mount, right adjacent to the Dome of the Rock. Look at that. Wow. And w by doing that, he f and the reason for that, he found out where the Holy of Holies is. Mm. And so by finding where the Holy of Holies is, he, and it's right where the, the Dome of the Spirits is. Mm -hmm. And that's on the back cover of, of my uh, latest book, The Final Countdown. That's where the Holy of Holies actually stands. And I don't know if you've ever been to Israel before. I've not uh, had the privilege. When I was I was there in 2017, and I was actually standing underneath that portico on oh, where wow. the Holy of Holies is, and I had no clue where I was standing. But that mm -hmm. was right where Dr. Widener has determined is that the the, uh, <laughs> the Holy of Holies. Incredible. And Incredible. The, and the significance of that is is that's where the Antichrist is going to come. Mm -hmm. According to scripture, that he's going to come and stand declaring that he's God right at that point. Mm. But so what while Dr. Christian Widener was doing his research there, and, and by the way, uh Josh McDowell wrote in the foreword to his book, 
that the, his findings are nothing so short of world changing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he, he had the endorsement of Josh McDowell when, when he wrote that book. So what, while he was doing his research, he'd actually discovered that there was a decree that was uh, written back in 1537 by Sultan Suleiman. Hmm. Isaiah 60 says that foreigners will rebuild, rebuild your walls. And uh, Dr. Christian Widener found where there was an actual decree, and it's in my book. You can actually see this decree that in 1537 that Sultan Suleiman made. And it uh, it basically, it's in Daniel 9.27, it says, So you are to know and discern from the issuing of a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the Messiah, the Prince, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. It will be built again with plaza and moat, mm. and and that's from Daniel nine twenty five, mm-hmm. and so the he he found that there was a moat there and there was actual a decree on that, but it didn't have a date on it. So he went over to the actual Temple Mount, not too far from the dome where the Dome of the Spirits is, and he found that there's another decree right in plain sight that it's dated fifteen thirty seven. And you read Daniel 9.25, it says uh, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Mm-hmm. It will be built again. So he, scholars down through the ages have wondered, what does that mean, plaza and moat? Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Widener determined, well, he, he just multiplied the seven and 62. That's 69 weeks times seven. That's 483 years. And you add 483 years to 1537, and what do you come to? Mm. You come to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and everyone in, in America and around the world, what happened in 2020? Everyone mm-hmm. says, oh, the pandemic. Yeah. No, that's not, that's, that wasn't the significant thing. The significant thing regarding Daniel was what happened in January of 2020. Donald Trump... He issued the Palestine-Israeli peace uh, uh, agreement in in January of 2020. And then uh, later that same year, there were actually four different um, accords, uh, the Abraham Accords that were signed during 2020. So I believe what uh, Dr. Widener uh, came up with and he understood. And when I saw it, I said, yes, this is true. Because if you go 400, uh, 483 years and then you add uh, to 2020, this is where the final seven-year period began. Mm. And here, here's this, and, and if that's the case, if the final seven years began in 2020, then 2027 would be the time of the end of the 490 years to complete it. So here we have the 490 years uh, being completed in 2027. Wow. Now, people that are in the traditional dispensational camp, like I used to be, where there's going to be a seven-year peace treaty and then broken by the Antichrist, mm-hmm. I think we've all tried, we've read something into that that scripture that's not actually there. And that's when I read it, I said, oh, he, he I think Dr. Widener's correct. Because w- when you go back and look at the 490 years on the first coming of Christ, and I go into that book in, in quite detail to show it's called the messianic view of the, of the 70 weeks of Daniel. And it was believed by uh, many, many people down the ages uh, that the 490 years for Daniel 
uh, were actually completed at the time of Christ. And I show in the in the book for going like from 457 um, BC to the time of the uh, when Christ was here in 30 uh, AD, and the, and the 490 years actually got completed. And all this, all the uh, charts are in the book to show how the messianic view of the 70 weeks of Daniel were completed in in Jesus's first coming. So what Dan, Dr. Widener has uncovered is the fact that there's actually a second fulfillment of the 70 weeks of Daniel. And if mm. that's and that's a whole that's a whole new paradigm shift in our thinking. Yeah. Because we all think well there's just one, you know, one one uh, interpretation of this. You know, you can't have two, but you know, you look at all th throughout scriptures, there's always a time where there's going to be a, a first application and a second application. And I think that's what Dr. Widener has uncovered, that the first uh, 90, 490 years were completed when Jesus came the first time. Mm -hmm. But he also included this 490 years at his second coming. And it began in 1537, and it goes to 2027. And mm -hmm. where are we right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're literally at the time, times, and half a time, uh, you know, a distance away, kind of at the midpoint, uh, yeah. waiting for that, using that calculation. And that makes it so very, very exciting. Uh, James Harmon is with me today here on The Bottom Line. We're talking about his brand new book called The Final Countdown, Daniel's Final Decree, Everyone Missed. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Jim, can I keep you for one more segment? I've got a couple more questions to ask, and sure. this has just been so riveting. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Make sure you check out the link for the book and also his ministry up at thebottomlineshow.com. Some final thoughts in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Jim Harmon is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. His brand new book is called The Final Countdown, Daniel's Final Decree, Everyone Missed. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And if you're concerned, I know that sometimes our listeners love to dig into books like this, Jim, and they, they just eat them up. Other times they'll say, boy, this sounds like a 700-page tome, you know, that uh, I, I need, you know, Greek and Hebrew translations to go along. Uh, you have compiled so much information into a relatively, I'll say, efficient book. I don't want to say short, but I mean, considering the subject matter, you really do get to the topic and cover it so comprehensively in, in, in a uh, minimal amount of words, which is very, very helpful and beneficial. Okay, where are we now? And what are we looking forward to? We've been talking about the years and how the calculation of years, the second 490 by your calculation brings us to 2027. So what does the church look for here, especially the American church, knowing that we play a vital role in the rising of the beasts, as it were? Well, because of uh, what Dan, what uh, Dr. Widener came up with, his book, by the way, was 450 pages long. <laughs> that was the long one, and right. Okay. I had a hard time reading it, so it was so long. So I, I condensed it to less than 100 pages. That, that's mm -hmm. my CPA background. There you go. Good for you. But when uh, when I was doing this, I thought, well, people are going to wonder if, if, if there's only three and a half years left, how does that tie in with what we believe about the, the rapture and everything else. Mm -hmm. And I actually address that in my book. I have charts in there to show where I believe that the uh, the traditional teachings on the rapture uh, need to be adjusted slightly, where there's uh, actually, I was in a church with Marvin Rosenthal back in the uh, 90s, uh, and he believed that the pre-wrath rapture. And I said, well, I'm, I, I just had written a book, The Blessed Hope. How mm -hmm. can there be a pre-wrath rapture? Yeah. And what the Lord showed me through him was that he is partially correct. 
Hmm. However, he also missed, there's actually a pre-trib rapture, the hmm. first fruit rapture, the, the rapture that takes place in Revelation 14 and Revelation 12. Uh, so there is a rapture for those who are ready, the ones that are watching. And then the, the remaining part of the church is the Laodicean church that are not ready. And they, they, are, they're, they, they say they have need of nothing. Mm. You know, they're, they're lukewarm. And Jesus says, I'm about to spew you out of my mouth. Right. But he also taught that there, there's a church in Philadelphia. It says, because you've kept the word of my patience, I will also keep you from the hour of trial. And so Jesus was actually, and Jesus actually taught this, what, what I'm t telling you right now himself, and people don't really realize it. In his Sermon on the Mount, when he gave his to his disciples, he, he says, I uh, deliver me from the evil one. Mm -hmm. And the, the word there is, is the same word that's used in Revelation 3.10 to the promise of the church of uh, Philadelphia. So you tie those together and you say where well, Jesus is actually teaching about a pre-trib rapture there. Interesting. And he's also at the end of his ministry on the uh, on the sermon on the on the uh, the Olivet discourse. He gets there and he says in Luke tw uh, 21, watch, therefore, and pray always that I count you worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to mm -hmm. stand before mm -hmm. the Son of Man. So two times Jesus is teaching on the pre-trib rapture, but he's saying that the lukewarm ones are going to be left behind. And that's where Marvin Thro Rosenthal is correct. And, and the, there's a lot of people that believe Marvin Rosenthal and the, and the post-trib rapture, but I believe they're both correct. Mm -hmm. And that's why you need to be the wise virgin that has the extra oil. Right. You're filled with the spirit of God. You're being directed and empowered by him. And you're, it says in Revelation 19, the bride made herself ready. And, it, and the, you look at the word made herself ready. It's not the same uh, as, as what we're given. Uh, salvation is based upon Jesus and his final work. But he wants us to work out our salvation with, with fear and trembling. And that's, yes. that's what this book is about, is to get the church looking for him and being ready. Because when it comes, you don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So for all the yeah, for all the people who kind of that's a, kind of an, an ongoing. I don't want to say joke, but it's almost like a, we we say it and chuckle like you and I just did, Jim Harmon. The, the idea that we want to be gone, but the reality is we do. You should, I mean, and if you love Jesus, you know this is world's not our home. Right, our home. If you read uh, Hebrews eleven, we're looking for that city, <laughs> mm -hmm. the city yes. that, that God's making, and He's He's prepared for us. If you love Jesus, you want to be there. You don't want to be down here. No this way. world is nuts. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, certainly, it certainly is. But I am so grateful. And I, I know our listeners are too. Uh, for men like you, Jim Harmon, who uh, with your uh, prophecy countdown ministry and the resourcing that you've written, and especially your books, your insightful books on the book of Daniel, uh, this new one is going to be a game changer for a lot of people. I know it has been for me. Again, the book is called The Final Countdown, Daniel's Final Decree, Everyone Missed. And we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Jim Harmon, thank you for the work that you've done, um, not only slugging through the world of certified public accounting, but also uh, moving into ministry now uh, for the the higher calling that uh, God has chosen to, and elevated you to. Thanks for being with us today here thank, on The Bottom Line so Show. Much. 
Well, this is powerful information uh, that uh, James Harmon has unlocked today here on The Bottom Line, discussing his book called The Final Countdown, Daniel's Final Decree That Everyone Missed. This is a book that he released last year, and it's still one of the best-selling books on Amazon right now, and James is just a delightful man. Uh, The book, The Final Countdown, up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we are giving away a copy of this book today, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, we do have one copy of this book, but because this is Everyone Wednesday, of course, everybody who calls it is going to win something. And I know we've had some Everyone Wednesday days where we had 15 people calling in for one book. Well, we make sure we take care of you. We also have three copies of Dr. Michael Youssef's latest book, How to Read the Bible as If Your Life Depends on It. We've got David Jeremiah devotionals. We've got a variety of other materials as well. You ask Crystal, this is one of those days where you tell her, this is what I'd like to win, and you're going to win it. Now, a lot of people will call in today and say, hey, if I didn't win that book, that's okay. That's fine. Give it to somebody else. We appreciate that. But please know that if you want to win something today, we have something for you at our prize chest. 800-227-5278-800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. And you know, I, I love uh, Jim and what he's done here because of the fact that this is a guy who uh, is a CPA by trade, certified public accountant and a certified property manager has an extensive background in both public accounting and financial management, worked for several well-known firms for years. But when it comes to end-time prophecy, he and his wife, Cindy, began a ministry back in 1989 called Prophecy Countdown. And they basically started waiting for the Lord's return, looking for signs in scripture, looking at the culture. So when people look at a book like this and say, wait a minute, come on. Well, first of all, please know that the the name of the game here, first and foremost, is to equip the body of Christ. We've all been in the presence of people who have been of that ilk that would like to say, hey, I know when the Lord's return is, and if you buy my book or my holy oil or whatever it is, that you'll get that information. God says there's no place in his economy, in his kingdom, for that type of nonsense. Now, it's interesting because a lot of people will get into pre-trib, post-trib. I know this is a place where my dear friend, longtime colleague, Steve Gregg from The Narrow Path and I, I think would biblically disagree. The passage of Thessalonians, it talks about the Lord's return, um, but you know it doesn't man- mention anything about a second coming, but there's also the thing about meeting the Lord in the air, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I, the way I would read those passages of scripture would say that it, it appears that, yes, there is a rapture, a pre-tribulation rapture of the church. But trust me, I think first and foremost, our motives have to be right. I mean, let's face it, we're human beings and we don't like pain, right? I mean, can we be honest about that? And because we're human beings and we don't like pain, a pre-tribulation rapture sounds pretty darn appealing, doesn't it? You know, I have to wonder, I, I was thinking about this the other day when we were talking last week, I think it was about the uh, the John Fugel saying video, you know, where he is talking about he hates the Left Behind series and he says most Christians just take the book of Leviticus and the book of Revelation and they duct tape them together with the Left Behind series and that's their own theology. You know, quite honestly, that may be true. <laughs> I mean, for a lot of people who profess faith in Christ, that may be true. 
or they hang out in Paul's letters. The Pauline epistles section is their favorite part of scripture, and that's all they focus on. Or the, you know, another one would be, can you imagine a Bible that was put together and the only verses in the scripture were the ones that we as Christians here in the West always take out of context? Now, that may sound outlandish, but consider that if you go to the Museum of the Bible today, go there while it's still open because they lose money habitually. They don't have any major funding and uh, they are on the verge of going under, unfortunately. It's a great idea, but it, they don't, without the big money donors, it's, their operational costs are way too high. To get the artifacts is a very expensive game. And you know, there, I've read many accounts, even just this, this year, of the fact that the Museum of the Bible needs our prayers if it's going to survive. But go to the Museum of the Bible. You'll find different translations. Here's the oldest copy of this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, locally, you can go to the Huntington Library and you can see you know, some really beautiful old uh, texts and test, you know, testaments and things that are, are, are preserved there in that library, and they're not going under anytime soon. But it's interesting because when you consider you know, those things that are there... When you go to the Museum of the Bible, you will also see an actual, what is called a slave Bible. And that slave Bible literally has passages of scripture denouncing slavery removed. Now, they don't denounce slavery as, you know, slavery is an evil, this, that, the other thing, but some members of clergy and landowners and assuming politicians got together and subsequently put together a version of the Bible that these people preach from. Go watch the movie Harriet, for example, about uh, Harriet Tubman. And the opening scene is a Sunday morning, quote unquote, worship service on the front door of a plantation where the plantation owner and his family are there. There's a pastor preaching and all the slaves are gathered around. And the pastor is preaching from a slave Bible, I believe basically sharing the verses that say you want to be a slave it's okay to be a slave it's good to be a slave god wants you here well nothing could be further from the truth you're either going to be a slave to christ or a slave to sin but you see all sorts of paul's letters saying look if you're a slave right now honor your master as if you're honoring the lord if you're a slave owner right now uh, basically don't mistreat your slaves treat them with dignity and respect the understanding of course in the biblical time in the biblical text was that people who were in that servitude in many cases, sold themselves into it because they had major debts and they were trying to work off their debt. They weren't necessarily being bought and sold, but they were considered servant, you know, owner I mean, in, in the Roman culture especially. So reading the Bible properly, getting it right, when it comes to the end times, a lot of times Christians will say, I'm pre-trib, and the reason is because I'm anti-pain. But I'm going to make a case for why that is not the healthiest position for us as Christians to have. Uh, I'm gonna, let me make the case here for why that is not the healthiest position to have. We'll do that on the other side of this break because the bottom line continues. Call personal injury attorney Stephanie Cover of Cover Law first after an accident. Friends or family might tell you to get in touch with the insurance company for the party at fault first, but this is wrong. Stephanie knows countless myths that surround personal injury law, and she will help you separate fact from fiction. Stephanie worked directly for insurance companies for decades, and she knows how to navigate the process. You may wonder if your injury is too minor to warrant an attorney representing you. Stephanie can help you figure that part out with a free call, and she will tell you honestly if she thinks it's worth pursuing. 
Sometimes injured people are concerned about going to trial, but Stephanie prides herself on her ability to stay out of a courtroom because it typically means that she can maximize the amount you will actually receive. Don't make these decisions on your own. Contact Stephanie Cover at kbrightradio.com slash cover. That's C-O-V-E-R. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Everyone Wednesday, still taking your calls for James Harmon's book, Daniel's Prophecies Unsealed, The Final Countdown, Daniel 77, uh, Daniel's 77s, and The Final Decree Everyone Missed. Link for the book at thebottomlineshow.com, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through. Talking about this whole idea of the Christian church being anti-pain, and in some cases, unfortunately, anti-scripture. Uh, there's a Leonard Skinner song from the 1970s called I Know a Little. And the chorus says, I know a little about love and baby, I could guess the rest. Unfortunately, I think that's where a lot of Western American Christians are. We know enough about scripture to be dangerous, but not enough to be godly and holy. We see Christians today in Pakistan, Afghanistan, China, take your pick, Russia, Ukraine, being oppressed, tortured, beaten, imprisoned, and sometimes killed for their faith. Christianity is the most persecuted religion in the Middle East right now. So for us to say we don't want to have to go through the rapture, we're missing the point. The point is to be more like Christ, to be who Christ calls us to be, whether we are called to a season of suffering or a season of success. And are we able to look Christians in different parts of the world in the eye and say, I'm with you, brother, but we really don't want to suffer along with them? What does scripture tell us? Weep with those who weep and mourn with those who mourn. Let's not try to kill ourselves here. Let's not try to run head first into pain that we don't need to endure, but let's not run from what God is calling us to, even if it means it might be a little difficult. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. And we've got Rabbi Schneider and Discovering the Jewish Jesus coming up next. Rabbi Schneider's going to join us next week here on the program. Looking forward to that. For those who remain on the network, it's our monthly visit with Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. We'll get into that conversation coming up next as the bottom line continues. From the studios of KBRT in Southern California, the flagship affiliate for The Bottom Line Show, I'm Roger Marsh. Joined for this segment, our monthly visit with Greg Harris, the president of Through the Bible, ttb.org. And Greg, uh, happy New Year to you, brother. It's good to see you again. You too. Good to see you. We both chose gray. For That's today, right. Even yeah. though we're feel- we're not feeling gray, we're feeling optimistic, right? Yes, yes, well, definitely. <laughs> and of course, I, I mentioned seeing, for those who have not had a chance to watch, Greg and I have been doing these conversations for many, many years on radio, but then when we launched the My Hope Now channel at myhopenow.com a couple of years ago, we switched over to Zoom. And so now Greg's in his home studio and uh, I'm doing my thing from my home studio. So you can see too, the K-Bright studios don't have the fancy artwork that Lisa picked up in the in the back for me there. But I'm grateful there's at least one blue pillow in here to offset the gray. Uh, but you know, it's, great. it's kind of an interesting theme, Greg, because as we're starting off the year here, yeah. a lot of people are looking for hope. Uh, Dr. Yeah. McGee's ministry continues to go and grow strong. And yeah. how many different countries, how many different languages which is now are we talking about? Well, we're now in 260 plus languages. Wow. Um, now that's not the full five years. I don't want to start <laughs> splitting hairs, but it is right. some form of Dr. McGee's systematic book by book teaching 
And when we get into these smaller languages, we're happy just to break into like six books of the Bible. But right. but the good news is that's and, and, and the word systematic is important, that the systematic study of God's word is going out in 250, 260 plus languages. And, uh, you know, that and it's it's all every conversation we have, Roger, it's we 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 marvel you and I at what a miracle it is that this thing even works because it right. shouldn't. It right. just shouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like yeah. that scene in Sea Biscuit where they're talking about our driver's too big, our horse is too old. I mean, yeah, when you exactly. think about, yeah, yes. that's, that's the whole model, isn't it? I mean, here we are on mostly AM radio stations talking about yep. a guy who's been with the Lord for 30 years and, uh, and, and systematic verse-by-verse teaching through Scripture from 1975 to 1980. What could possibly yeah. go right with that scenario? And yet, let's, yeah. look at what's happening. Yeah, and and we invest more than fifty cents of every dollar into the global work, where there's mm-hmm. no financial return. There's massive spiritual return, but we yes. don't claw back money from other parts of the world. There are parts of the world where people will give, and we just tell the local partner keep the money and invest it in more TTB outreach. So I love you that. Know, this is this is a formula that those of us on the inside of Christian broadcasting, nobody else can make this formula work. And and right. again, it's not us, it's the Lord. And, and the message that I'm thinking of, you know, who, who's listening to us right now. And I'm thinking a lot of people are in their cars They're you know, maybe their moms doing errands, you know, maybe it's people at work and they're just frustrated with the news and they're discouraged and I know I feel it. I mean, I know you always sure. say I'm always so upbeat, but I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, I'm a human being. I get sick of the bad news. I, and, and that's why I love to talk about the good news because the kingdom of God is always uh, going to be under, uh, underreported, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. In this world, we're yes. always going to hear the world's version of whatever's going on. And look at, look at biblical history. You know, all, the Roman Empire doesn't exist anymore, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And and yet, and yet, uh, at the Church of Jesus Christ, you know, the Romans crucified Jesus. They threw Paul in jail. You know, they persecuted the Christians, and the Roman Empire, which people thought would you know never disappear, is gone. And the Word of God is is growing and moving around the world. So yeah. sorry, Love I'm on to preaching now. No, I think that's great. And uh, we'll be passing the plate a little yeah. bit later. Greg Harris is with me today here on the no, bottom line. No, we don't do that show. at Through the Bible. No, that's right. That's the beautiful thing about Through the Bible. Well, I might mention your phone number. Yeah, well, okay. Again, you know, no, but, we're, and, we're not discouraging people from giving. We just, yeah, we're just very gentle in that. Yeah, ask, right? I think that's great. What well, we were talking, I mean, th- this hope is is so encouraging. And and one of the things that whenever I my American friends get discouraged, I say, boy, you ought to listen to Through the Bible, listen to what Greg and Steve are reading the letters, reading the emails. Yeah that are coming in. And one area right now, I know it's been kind of under the radar because we've spent a lot of time in the past year, especially in the past six months, talking about the Middle East. But yeah. one place that has been really huge in terms of positive ministry outreach is yeah. Africa. Greg, give yes. us, I mean, I realize that's kind of a broad statement, yeah. Africa, yeah. But, yeah. but give us an update as to what TTV is doing there. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, a, and it's, a it's a microcosm picture, not microcosm, Africa's huge, but what goes on in Africa by the grace of God goes on all over the world. You said Amen. how many countries I, I don't even answer that question. I just say, you can hear it anywhere on earth. You can hear through the Bible. Okay. We actually got a response, uh, from a, a Bulgarian guy living in Iceland 
who uh, was depressed and his brother said, you ought to listen to this through the Bible. And obviously he listened online and through an app or, you know, a website. And I just love that the picture of a Bulgarian, a depressed Bulgarian in Iceland, Mm. (laughs) uh, you know, being ministered to in his mother tongue. So pretty much anywhere on earth uh, with 260 languages, you know, we're, we're still going to keep growing. We're going to keep pushing. But I know you asked about Africa. So Africa, of course, uh, is has over a billion souls living in Africa, mm. over 50 different countries. You have I mean, it is a it is not a monolithic uh, continent. You have the north is heavily Muslim. And then you have the 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 Saharan, the central Saharan region. And then you have the sub-Saharan region where there's a lot more Christian influence uh, because of the colonial days and all of that. And so by God's grace, you know, we're ministering in, um, I believe it's about 26 different major languages. Wow. Uh, we, we also have recently with our television program, uh, dubbed that into French. And of course, French Africa, or sometimes it's called Francophone Africa, which is uh, there are huge numbers of countries that speak French, uh, getting great response. Um, and so this is, again, if you're sitting there in your car and you're, you've been hearing the news and you think, you know, the, the world has gone to hell. I and mean, sometimes it feels that way uh, yeah. to all of us. Yeah. But God is at work and God's word is producing fruit. I love that. Greg Harris is with me today here on The Bottom Line. Greg is the president of Through the Bible, president and CEO ttb.org. And this, you know, I've made it seven minutes into our conversation, Greg, without calling it the Through the Bible Radio Network. But I, I realized Good that job. is, yeah. thank you. I mean, because there's so much more as you talk about the video yeah. and the television and everything like that, and the online too. Uh, is there a certain spot in Africa right now that's really a hot button for TTB in terms of seeing activity, getting letters and feedback from people there? Well, it, the good news is not really. It's it's tremendous response all over the continent. continent and, wow. and and, uh, you know, the as I mentioned, the French television, we were already in French on the radio, but mm-hmm. the, but we have seen a lot of French. So let's read a couple of uh, stories that have let's come. Or, I, the stories, I, you know, I, I prefer testimonies because story sounds like somebody made it up. Right. Right. <laughs> these are these are narratives of of people's lives. Uh, and it's and it's amazing. So here's here's one from our African French. This is actually the radio side. I thank uh, through the Bible for its ministries. The radio you gave us. Now, let me stop there. And you say, does through the Bible give out radios? No, we work in partnership all over the world. That's one way we do this. Yes. Uh, is we and and we often joke, not joke about this, but we love the fact that we're running this huge global ministry. You know, we're on 1500 radio stations in North America. We're on 250 plus languages around the world. We have 10 10 or 11 staff. Okay. So we work <laughs> in partnership and yeah. this is one of those partnerships without our relationship with Crawford and K bright and all of the fine people that are working so hard to get through the Bible and lots of other great teaching ministries out without that partnership. You know, we don't want to get in the business of owning radio stations and running right. them. Right. So it back to this, uh, this, uh, testimony from Africa. So our partner gave them radios and, those radios can be really, really fruitful in terms of ministry. So it says, the radios you gave us are producing good things. My daughter was not a Christian and refused to go to church with us. Well, 
let's just stop right there and say, does this sound familiar? Like to anybody? I mean, <laughs> yeah, are we, yeah. you know, one of the things I, I, I really want to do is humanize these responses. These are human beings and they have the same fears and desires yes. and hopes, yes. and they have families that drive them crazy who they love at the same time. And, and they have people in their family that want to come to know Christ. So her daughter said she was not a Christian and wouldn't go to church. However, since she received the radio, she never stops listening to the program through the Bible, mm. especially in French, which she says she can understand better. She has accepted the Lord and is under the care of a pastor. I would like to thank through the Bible. Wow. Wow. That That's an incredible story. And, and it's, it's to see how universal the spread of the word of the gospel is, but also to understand that uh, the problems that we're dealing with in many respects Nothing new under the sun. Uh, Greg Harris is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, President and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org, here for our monthly visit here on The Bottom Line Show. More in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Here's Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Services with a reminder that your investments do more than just make money. They actually change lives. This Christmas, we gave our family the gift of life. So I thought, let's do the same for our Wilson Financial clients. A way of saying thank you for being in partnership with us in the ministry. What we're going to do to honor our clients is we're going to fund 100 ultrasounds per month, each month for the next 12 months through Preborn. Also, each quarter, we're going to buy an ultrasound machine. And at the end of the year, those machines will be saving an average of 1,600 children per year. We do this to honor and inform our clients of this great ministry and to say thank you for being our clients and being our friends. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to the special edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh from the studios of uh, Crawford Broadcasting in Southern California, KBRT, which is the flagship affiliate for The Bottom Line Show. Uh, Roger Marsh, along with Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. Greg, you have a very special, uh, uh, something coming up the next month. I mean, since we're here in January, yeah. kicking off the yeah. year. Uh, it's kind of a, a been a dream of yours to see this brand new facility come about. And you, you mentioned before the break, I love to circle back around to this. Millions of people influenced, all the hundreds of languages impacted for the gospel. Through the Bible has a staff of 11. Yeah. You really need partnerships yeah. to make that happen, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, we do. And yet, and yet, if you asked me how many people around the world are part of this, this chain of work and the network, I would say it's hundreds, if not a couple thousand people. Mm -hmm. uh, and you would be one of those, Roger. You're not yes. an employee, uh, but you are part of the team. I mean, you you love the ministry. You yes. help tell the story. You're, you know, you're with us on this journey. And so it's, it's, uh, it, 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 we can't take all the credit, the 11 staff, we're just kind of uh, helping hold all of the network together. But yes, we are excited. Um, buildings don't usually excite me. Uh, and it's not an office building. Yeah. Um, and it's not even that big for a ministry of our size, you would expect a you know, a 20,000 square foot office building, very impressive. It's about, it's, it's probably a lot of people probably have homes bigger than this, about 2,200 square feet. <laughs> wow. Um, and, and it's not an office because we have built a, we have people all over before COVID, we decided to build a, what's called a distributed organization. And people might be saying, well, why are you talking about the organization? Well, when you 
when you build a distributed organization, you can pick the best people in the world. You're not limited by geography. It's right. a rather expensive place to live. Yes. It's kind of hard to bring young people onto your team when a starter house costs a million dollars, you know, mm -hmm. right. um, and, and it's hard to pay people in a nonprofit environment, that kind of, you know, money. In fact, you and I know that just, that doesn't happen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we, I tell people we work for love, not money in the nonprofit Amen. world, Amen. but, um, but the, the benefits are out of this world. Um, yeah. And so we are excited uh, in Claremont, California, which people that don't know Southern California, it's, it's about 45 minutes east of uh, Los Angeles. And it's a beautiful area where there's a uh, bunch of universities, the Claremont colleges. And we got this, uh, this, we're calling it the Through the Bible Gathering Place because that's what it's for is to gather. So Steve Schwetz and I will do recording there. We'll have an audio studio. Mm -hmm. We're going to build a video studio because just like what you and I are doing, more and more people want to watch us while we're talking and doing exactly. interviews. Yeah. I, I don't know why they want to look at us though, Roger. We, <laughs> we've both been told we have faces for radio. That right? we do. Yeah. That we do. Yeah. But, uh, but we are excited and you're Lord willing, you're going to be there. We're going to yes. have a, probably about 50 to 70 of our close uh, ministry colleagues, board of directors. And we're just going to, we're going to cut a ribbon. We're going to dedicate that building. And a lot of ministry is going to take place there because ministry always takes place through people, through relationships. Yes. The, yes. the the facilities are just, you know, they just keep us warm and give us light and give us microphones, right? It, we, don't, <laughs> we don't really get excited about that, but I am excited about that the Lord has uh, helped us to get this place. It's going to be a place where a lot of ministry uh, takes place. Yeah, that's wonderful to hear. Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, is with me today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. TTB.org is forever emboldened and emblazoned uh, in our website at thebottomlineshow.com. We were talking about Africa earlier, yeah. uh, Greg, and I know that you know this is a continent. You, I, I, I love learning so much from you, and I, I'm, I'm a Hopefully, a quick study, especially around you, because you're really bright. Uh, fit, 50 countries, one continent. Yeah. How many yeah. languages are is, is, is French dominant? Or, I mean, uh, French is a dominant. You have English in the south, uh, in the north, you have uh, you have some some Arabic is spoken in mm -hmm. uh, places like Egypt and Morocco in Algeria, and I don't I don't have uh, letters in front of me, but I could tell you we have an amazing ministry in a language that is uh, it used to be called uh, Kabil Berber. Mm -hmm. This and uh, but apparently uh, they've changed the name to Takbailit, mm -hmm. and uh, apparently Berber has some reference to barbarian, and so they felt that mm -hmm. the they wanted to. They, this is the world that we inhabit. So yep. you know, even names of languages can change. But the the important thing is, this is a country, Algeria, of ninety nine plus percent Muslim, and yet the radio ministry has been effective. Churches have been planted. We get amazing. Uh, stories. So yeah, Africa is, um, you know, it, it, I, I, we do it a disservice when we think of it as just a continent. I mean, right. as a monolithic culture, it's far from it. Um, but I do, I do want to share a, a really great uh, story that came out of Angola, which is yes. in the sub-Saharan or the Southern part of Africa. And this one, it's always great to hear these kind of testimonies because there are the dark arts are alive and well in the world this mm. person starts this way i used to be a witch 
Okay. Now people are maybe <laughs> that'll thinking, get your attention. Yeah, that'll yeah. get your attention. Now people might be thinking, really? Is that still exist? Oh yeah. I mean, I have met in Nepal, I met a guy that was a witch doctor and he mm -hmm. told me and he came to Christ listening to through the Bible in Nepalese. And he said, I lost my job. Apparently there's good money to be made in witch doctoring, you know? Well, when there's 300 million gods to appease, I mean, I guess you're always going to have somebody coming to you, try yeah, to buy them off, right? You've got the appeasement of gods. And then also if I'm bad at Roger Marsh, I'll hire the witch doctor to curse him. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, make your beard go gray like yours and mine have. Uh, right. <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to this. This is from Angola in the Umbundu language. I used to be a witch. And listen to this. Nobody would tell me about the word of God because everyone feared me in the village. And again, mm. this is real. This stuff is is happening in our world. And and there are people that are uh, basically channeling the occult it, uh, mm. with power. Wow. And imagine that this this witch, no one would tell him or her the word of God because they were terrified. Because if you ran afoul of this person, they literally could curse you. OK, mm. so the, the letter goes on. The only people who were able to speak the word of God to me was the through the Bible radio program. OK, mm. and again, I've had mm. people say to me over the years, well, you know, the media ministry isn't real ministry it's face to face it's right, flesh right. on flesh it's person to person well that's part of what happens but you and i know that media has this amazing uh, leveraged uh, effect um and and you and i also know because of so much of what you do in your ministry is helping people wrestle with the culture boy you know the media is changing the culture not for good right and that's why we're on the media trying to trying to be salt and light. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. But so this letter goes on this program. This is again, a witch who the only people who could bring this, witch the word of God was a radio program called through the Bible mm. in the Umbundu language. This program came to me at the right time. Someone told me this program has been airing since 2003, but for me, it is very new and it came at the right time. I think that this is the time God wanted me to be saved. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Boy, that is such a powerful uh, testimony, especially I'm, I'm going to remember that line, you know, yeah. <laughs> that opening line, too. But yeah. it's amazing how God got, you know, this person's attention and and now uh, it has brought them into the fold. Uh, Greg Harris, we've got about 60 seconds left in our time together yeah. here as we've been talking about the work of Through the Bible in Africa on this edition of the program. Greg, uh, uh, give us some final thoughts. I mean, we've yeah. been talking, I think the underlying theme here seems to have been hope and encouragement. Yeah. yeah. And, and the hope what I believe God has raised up through the Bible to do is not only get the whole word of God to the whole world, Roger, but yeah. to remind all of us that the word of God itself has power. The word of God is powerful. It, what we do is not, it's, it's not easy, but it's not complicated. Dr. McGee teaches the Bible book by book, chapter by chapter. That should not work, but these life transformations are coming because people are contacting the word of God so don't forget that in your own life and in your own ministry. That's yeah. my encouragement to all of us. Well, it's it's a great encouragement, especially through the Bible continues in its ministry of bringing the whole word to the whole world. Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org is where we get in touch with you. Greg, it's great to see you always, even if it's only by Zoom. Yeah. And uh, we're, I know we're going to break bread together next month and uh, and have a great time celebrating the yeah. dedication of your new building. Thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Always a joy. Thank you, Roger. 
Grateful for these visits, brother. Thank you so much for the time today. Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible. TTB.org is the uh, website where you can get in touch with Through the Bible. Now, we don't have any Through the Bible stuff to give away today here on Everyone Wednesday, but we do have books from Dr. Michael Youssef, devotionals from Dr. David Jeremiah, and more. And I just want to put this out here before we uh, wrap things up. If you haven't called in recently to The Bottom Line Show and you're just turning in today and or maybe this is a brand new adventure for you, uh, first time caller, um, first time listener, first time caller. Today is Everyone Wednesday. We've, our phone number is 800-227-5278. Everybody who calls in is going to win something today. So we'd love to make you a winner. <laughs> uh, it's really very simple. Call 800-227-5278. Do so right now. And uh, you'll, you'll win something. Talk to Crystal and introduce yourself. We'll take a quick break. Some final thoughts about what Greg and I were talking about coming up next as the bottom line continues. One of the things I appreciate, and I know you do too, about preborn is the fact that they tell you the truth about where you are in pregnancy. You know, it, 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 it's amazing how the National Institute of Health and the CDC wants to classify pregnancy as a quote-unquote illness, so then they can prescribe quote-unquote treatment medication in the form of an abortion pill to end the abortion. Well, that's crazy. We know, you know and I know, that God creates each of us in the womb of our mothers, and he creates each of us uniquely for a purpose. And 85% of the women who go to preborn clinics and they don't hear the, the propaganda from the abortion industry that says you, your two choices are either abortion or misery, that there are three options. And the third one involves basically choosing life for the child and releasing that child for adoption. I want to thank a couple of people for their very generous donations to Preborn. Dean in National City made a $1,400 donation. Dave in Lake Forest, a $500 donation. Uh, and also Edward in Norfolk, Nebraska, who listens online with a 48 monthly dollar donation. Uh, go to kbrightradio.com. Click on the preborn banner and make your best donation today. It's completely tax deductible. 100% of your donation goes to ultrasound technology, and we're saving lives and saving babies through preborn. Click on kbrightradio.com, hit the preborn banner today. My thanks again to Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. Uh, 1-800-65-BIBLE is their phone number, by the way, and I, I give that out every time Greg and I speak because Through the Bible is one of those ministries that literally does not have a development or advancement department. Those are fancy nonprofit organization terms for uh, that's how they do their fundraising. And they, Through the Bible does not. I mean, they, they really don't. You want to talk about a faith-based ministry. Dr. McGee, some of his final words to his staff at Through the Bible before he, the Lord took him home was he said, hey, they, at the time they had tapes. They were using reel-to-reel tapes and uh, analog cassettes. And uh, that was the method of transmission. And then, of course, on the radio. And someone asked him, what should we do with the ministry now that you're not going to be here anymore to run it? And he said, literally play the tapes until the money runs out because people had donated money to the, the ministry. Well, since that time, through the Bible's ministry has grown exponentially because the money didn't run out. As a matter of fact, God has blessed that, that ministry amazingly. And I, I, I say this because I want to give you some hope. We had James Harmon on talking about the, uh, the final countdown and the prophecy that Daniel's book that everybody seemed to miss that would indicate that the Lord's return is sooner than later. We've, uh, New York Times had a piece yesterday on how good the economy is. And uh, the reason you should uh, definitely want to, uh, you know, vote for Joe Biden again is the economy's getting so much better. I mean, this is really, they do this morning update that's just a huge data dump. 
David Leonhardt is the guy who kind of curates it. And I appreciate a lot of what he puts in there because there's some good information, I mean, for people to kind of learn what's going on. But they were going on and on about the culture. And you, well, you know, the inflation, I mean, the, let's face it, wages are growing faster than inflation. So that's good, right? And, you know, take it, trying to nitpick certain little aspects of the culture and saying the reason that the people are so pessimistic about the economy has nothing to do with how bad the economy is. It's all in the way it's being reported. And so all of a sudden I see Obi-Wan Kenobi waving his hand back and forth saying these aren't the droids you're looking for, right? But to put this all in perspective, we know that there are Christians who are suffering for their faith all around the world. And ministries like Through the Bible have been going into all the world and taking the whole word of God to the whole world. And to see the way God has blessed the ministry exponentially, even since Dr. McGee left this earth, this is just one example of ministries that continue. Charles Stanley's ministry, Within Touch, still continues. Dr. Stanley's been with the Lord for a year and change. And we miss him terribly, but he was 90, and it was time for him to you know, take his final rest. And the ministry continues to thrive. And that's the beauty of what we feature here at the Bottom Line Show affiliates that carry TVL every day is the fact that there are so many great Bible teachers and there are new ones and up-and-comers. There are those who are still, I mean, David Jeremiah has fought through cancer and he's in his 80s. He's still going great guns, but you've got Jeremy McGarity at Skyline Church and Shane Eidelman up in the, the, the valley. And there are so many younger pastors coming on. But the beautiful thing about this is the messenger will come and go, but the message never changes. And I encourage you, if you have not done so recently, to think about the ministries that really bless you here on the station and then support them financially. Make a contribution. Pick up the phone. Call the ministry. Don't call us. We don't curate that money for them. You can handle it straight with them. But here's the deal. We think about the ministry of Jesus and there were people who were working and providing the means. He didn't just walk around taking food from people. I mean, there were people who handled that that type of thing as well. Remember, that's how Judas got into trouble is he was the guy who was the keeper of the coin. Never forget that when God blesses you through a ministry, you can respond in kind by saying, I want that ministry to continue to bless others. Be generous. Be intentional with your giving. That's good news, and that's the bottom line.